0: Welcome back, Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brutt. We're going back to our old, I say old, it's been a while since we've done an episode on Haravagar and Mkhaim Kanyevsky. We're already approaching the second yard site. So, what better time to continue talking about some of the Svarim and interesting ways that Mkhaim Kanyevsky was Machadish and wrote his Svarim? We are thankful again to our season two episode sponsor, who's anonymous. And it is in memory of Rabbi Moshe Chaim ben Rabbi Yitzchak David. How are you, Rabbi Brat? Take us back. Where were we up to, and where are we headed?
1: Okay, so basically, in season two, we sat, we we uh, jumped into a rabbit hole that took us for a very uh, much longer than I intended through the world of manuscripts um reshinim ga'inim even manuscripts of gemara and the reason was we showed how reb in throughout his works is is unbelievably updated in using all these materials not only was he a tremendous bucky in the standard bavli Yerushalmi, taysaft uh, Midrash, allah he was he somehow had all the new reshinim that was available for him ga'inim and he's using it everywhere so i decided to go and discuss does everyone do that is it a chiddish and so we called it um the Brura method and rohan Kanyevsky on that side whereas the Velt says over who's the other side The an so we we try to map that we try to map out the story through a course of approximately five episodes and then we try to decipher the deep deep shitas chazanish and the sugya. very very complex because in so many different places he says different things and we tried to make heads or tails out of it. And we concluded at the time, promising that we're getting out of the rabbit hole and we're going to try to come up possibly in the next episode with a mahalach. So now we will, in Mir through the course of what I'm setting up today and the next episode, try to have some possible mahalach. But we're really going back to Reb Chaim um, um much more in depth, which is what? We, we've been talking about the Derech HaMuna. And the Derech HaMuna, as is very well known, is his most um um he's called that uh, maybe even on the we we have pointed out on the um his in his uh matseva says der der there's something about it, and that um the hibra der probably will be his uh I'm not going to say it, but I guess I will say it for lack of better words. His what he's going to go down is the Baal, he's already called by some places the Der Point being that going into some aspects of Balder and the Baal the Der the that we have yet to discuss, we will be able to get back to our Chazinash for very briefly. But the point is more about Derechemuna and more about Rukhain Knievsky, and that is as follows. Rukhain Knievsky, we, we discussed at great length mostly in season one towards the last few episodes, set out to write this work on Zrum. We discussed Barichos what was out there on Zrum beforehand. And Vos Epis Rukhain Knievsky decided Zrum to go work on Zrum. So we said, we, we said he, Baruch Hashem, wrote a nice Hagdama, more than two pages, and he lists out Everything that was happening, the matzav and everything, and then until the conclusion was the chazanish. The chazanish is comes to Eretz Yisrael. Hilchaz was not so nagai in Eretz but by the time the chazanish gets there, there's much more Yiddin there. It's much more relevant. That's why Shochem Aruch is very are about it, and many pesukim don't talk about it. Chazanish is famous for, is legendary for being in the areas of Zeram, bring bringing down a lachlamaisa. But it's very complex. It's not user friendly. Chaykininsky wanted to take that and make it user friendly, and also, and also, there's a very important dogish. Tons of new materials that had just come to light in the years from when the Chazanish did it till Rechai Kenevsky starts doing it. And he lists it all out, and we documented this clearly in the first season of Chaim Kanevsky, the last few episodes. So he was taking the Chazanish, bringing it down to making it more user friendly, at the same time, using all different reshayim and discoveries that were being discovered in the next bunch of years from the Chaznash's patira, pretty much until he sets out to do it. So What does he call himself? He's madgish this again and again. Towards the end of that Agama, ein matras el likut marma echad kidei al He's making a likut say, friends, wrong. That what you need? Um, it should be kal. That someone wants to hazard the halachas. After the, because, I mean, to say this, if in 1900 someone would sit down and want to hazard Hilchaz ram it would be pretty easy. Again, maybe the sugiks would be hard, but whatever. All of a sudden, by the time you finish the chazanish and all these new discoveries, it comes into, and everyone knows, we have a four or five-volume set of derech a massive amount of material. So so he was trying to make it that someone could learn. Now he, of course, and we said we're going to get to discussing this. I'm not dealing with Allah almost, says Kenevsky, and he spells that out. In the Hagdama, at the end of the Hagdama, be, uh, the Shah of the Sefer, he's Madgishta. But the point is, you have all the material in encyclopedic Likut sefer. In the Hagdama, in the sorry, in the Shah of the Sefer, Rukhan Kneevsky is describing himself. What is he doing? He's calling it Darkhamuna. Then I bring down all the Rishonim and the achrayim and the Chazanesh, so that what? Laman Yaretz kol kairibayi v'yokha kol echa lachzor kol hilchuzram b'zman katser. Obviously, it's, uh, his, his man katzar and our man katzar might be two different things, but the point is he's making a likut sefer. Now, when you think about that, what's really ultimately happening when you're looking at this over here is Rechaim Kineski is making a classic likut on Hilchis that's what he says we said numerous times in season 2 and in season 1 that one of the people that most likely had a tremendous tremendous impact on him was the Chafetz Chaim, the Mishnaburah, Baal Mishnaburah what is the Mishnaburah just to go back for a moment um, what is the, one of the main points in the Mishnaburah, the Mishnaburah says like this Avada, it's very important the but what's one of the things that got the Mishnaburah to write his Mishnaburah was there any halachic works before the Mishnaburah so the Mishnah says uh, he in his Hagdama to Mishnah Berurah he points out a certain Nakuda. He points out various valuable nukudas. Some we've mentioned, and one of the Nakudas is he says that the Berheitiv was Malake P'sakim of the Tori the Taz and the Magen and other mafarshim. Okay, but then as time goes on, there were more Chashivasvarim that came out, such as and the Mishnah Berurah lists a bunch El Yeravam, Ati Yehuda, and more. He lists that. Far. Then he says came out the prima Anyone who knows, you learn Mishnah Beruah, how many times you've called the there The more and more materials kept on coming out. And in order to go find it, what do you have to do? Someone has to be vekama in order to get a because basically there's different points in time. Someone goes ahead and makes an encyclopedic Likud of stuff, and then there's more Hashavah Svarim, and they're not incorporating it. So the Chavitz Chaim felt, he says, ah, oh, there's the Shari Chuva, very important, safer, does a credible job, which we're going to discuss shortly, of materials and chuvas and Svarim that the previous Chuvah didn't have, but already from the premier and onwards, he doesn't have it. So I, oh, says the Chavitz Chaim, went ahead and sat and collected information from Rabbi Kiwagar, the Nesivas, the Maggi Bairim, the Artes of Chaim, and many more Svarim. Okay. Now, one other thing that the Chavetz Chaim says I'm being malakit is, he's not just being malakit. He's not just going, okay, I'm going to collect 10, you know, this 43 new marmachayim, i out there, I'm going to put them in here. I'm going, the Chavetz Chaim, what he does is, and that's what makes him so special, is he goes, starts through scratch. He learns through the Rishayim. He tracks, and as we enumerated already in in season two, he, he also did, what Rechaim does on zrum he went and tracked down the numerous Rishayim that were coming out in his time, and using them, and starting from the Gemaras, and going through the Sugis Be'in ad with the new discoveries. So and that, so Rukhain Kenevsky is doing that. I mean, Rechaim Kenevsky is doing exactly that, which is he's doing the Tamsis Halacha from all the material that exists out of Chazanish, and even after the Chazanish, plus the new Rishayim, and then on the same side, he goes through Be'in, which is what Chavetz Chaim has called his Be'er Halacha, Says, Mikhail Knievsky, I have something also called Bir Halacha. Okay, this is old Varm um that we've mentioned a little bit in the past, and now we're being malish. So, but the point is that both the Mishnah Bura and the Darhamuna, as they say themselves, they're Likotzvarm. So, obviously, the question is what does that mean? They're Likotzvarm, and this is the question that I would like to discuss a little bit today, and that is. The origin of Likutzvarim throughout the generations, and what does that even mean? Obviously, we're going to see today that there are different types of Likutzvarim. You know, someone's not going to. Most people, you might hear or might have heard from different people being mazalzal. Ah, it's a Likutzvar. What does he do? He's not doing anything. No one's really. You will. Be, most people will not be mazalzal in the Mishnah room and say that. So obviously, there's some type of chiluk, and that's what we hope to discuss to bring out what it is or behind more behind what Rukhan Koniefsky, slash Mishnabura, and others were trying to do. And that is as follows. We begin with the Beis Yer We're going to go a little bit backwards after the Beis Yer and then we'll go forward. I am not attempting to go through every aspect of this topic. This would take us a lot more than eight episodes, which we are not doing now. Anyway, the Beis Yer Rezaicha in his Agdama enumerates a whole bunch of different Nakudis about what he's trying to do, and basically one of the Nakudis he brings out is that there's tons of information, and someone's gotta be it. there's tons of that became available in his, by 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 the time ta- he's, let's say the first he's mamish in the beginning of the achreinim. At that point in time, there's tons of material, and in order for someone to go through it all on every single sugya, it's almost impossible. So he's going to do you a favor, and he's going to be masader it neatly. Then he says, "But what?" So someone might say, "What do you need me for?" So he says, "I'll rely on safer kitzurim." Which ones does he refer to? Says the Beis Yosef, such as the smack the uger, the kalbai He says, "No." You know, it's not going to. It's not useful. And he says there's problems with all these svarim. You have to be careful. Which even on those svarim, which are these are we're talking about reshayim, it's problematic always. And you have to. me say there's a get there in likut svarim or Kitzer svarim. Sometimes it's too much makaza. So I, the beis isif, I'm going to take a lot of information, and anyone who learns Beis Yosef sees that a lot of times you're, just, you're faced with a lot of information, a lot of quotes of Rishayim. He had a beautiful library for that period of time, and he publishes it. He starts from the Gemara, Rambam, and many Rishayim, and Basically, which we'll see more about later on, he becomes sort of a, li- in addition for multiple purposes, the Beis Yosef, for many, that was the library, they didn't have Rishayim, they didn't have a lot of svarim. the Beis Yosef was zeicha. they have a unique library, and this becomes a library for many people. So, forget about the Nakuda of the Beis Yosef becoming the place for cholesterol. He also becomes the library for cholesterol. So, his likud was much more advanced because it's not as the kitser as other, even Rishonim, which he's calling out specifically by name, some of them. And that's what he intended to do. Now, obviously, there's much, much more happening in the Beis Yosef. We are not going through the Beis Yosef right now. That's its own. Story, but the point is, one of the many Nukudis in the Chibur by Yosef was he looked at himself as a Likud Sefer. Now his Likud Sefer we see is he's not he's not just saying the kein a v'aprima and blah blah blah. He brings you many times complete quotes of the Gemara, the Rishinim, and. When sometimes when people learn it, they're like, "Okay, what's he bringing me down? The, the, these such long quotes—is it necessary?" And and then obviously when you learn a sometimes you can see that it's very important to even see how he brings it down, and that's its own story. Okay, so that was the so that's a key. Likud Sefer, that makes a mapecha in Klal Yisrael on that Nakuda alone. He's taking a ton of information and making it that a person doesn't have to go, technically, to libraries all over and go buy himself 50,000 Rishayinim and, and, and even The Chubasvar, helps you out. But fast forward a bunch of years later and about 1650, Ayid Reb Yitzchak Yeshurun Prince of Safer Panim Khadashus. And what he his point is, he realizes it's already a long time after the Base Yisif and there's uh new materials that are not that are not available. Okay. But he does a uh, um um to um most people didn't even hear of the safer, and we're not gonna go into all the details of the safer. Comes along around that same time. There was a yid, and this yid was very, very famous. is the Knessas HaGdoila from Rabchaim Benevet Ben Bet uh, oh man, am I botching up? So I'm not even gonna attempt it right now. To say his full name, I had it right before, but I guess not right now. Okay, anyway, so the Kness, Baal Knesset HaGdailah, born in 1603 and dies in 1673. He's a Talmud of the Marit, and his Sefer, as the Chida writes, and as you know, I'm very fond of quoting the Chida, says, without the Sefer, La Ishmaira Hira Habaki Bedarka the Knesset the Knesses puts out this also again a leak safer, amassing a ton of material and it's on all well, Dalach, Halka, And we're not going to go mapping out all the different aspects again about the Knesset Hagdalah. But we're just, what's important for us over here, for our story is, in his Hagdama, he says like this. There was the Beis Yaisif, the Beis Yaisif did an incredible job. He gathered tons of information. But from the time of the Beis Yaisif till 1650, now we're talking about a period of less than 100 years. 16, let's say, when does he publish it? He's, pub- he's working on in the 1630s. So we're talking about less than 100 years. There are hundreds of Chuvasvarm from Great Kedaylam that are not available, that are not in the base Series. And again, you're back to the same problem. There's Great Kedaylam's material in Chuvasvarm. You have to go to a library to track down. So I'm going to do you the favor and I'm going to make it easy for you. Then he says, not only that, I happen to have some manuscripts, I have other materials, and there's a lot to discuss about what was in the library, the Knesset Kedilum, what wasn't in the library of the Knesset Daila. It was more a Svardi library, a, a literature of Svardish Svarim, less Ashkenazish Svarim. At a certain point in time, he also gets Ashkenazish Svarim. What I mean, Ashkenazish Svarim, even Chuvis Rama, Chuvis Maram. Masis ben and others, he only got to him later on, but this is a different story now for now. But the point is that at the age of, in his 20s, he begins his massive project of collecting achreinim. And this becomes, again, a go-to sefer for one who's trying to learn halacha, that there's, there's a ton of information, and someone needs to take it and put it in a way that it should be usable, that people don't have to do massive amounts of research. Okay, so this is the story with the Knesset Da'ila. And as I said, the Chida, who ends up doing something about this himself, um, also um, um, is saying that the Knesset Doila is Mamish, an important stop in this whole story of what happens. Okay, so now obviously the question is like this. Let's say someone paskins from a Likotzefer, even from the Beis Yosef, or from the Knesset Doila. say the Knesset Doila brings you down a tshuva that says this and this. What do you do? Is that good enough? Or. The Beis Yaisif brings down. You're learning the Beis Yaisif. The Beis Yaisif brings down. This is what it says in the Raj book. Could I him like that? Or not. Anyway, this, has been a, this is a conversation, which again also is obviously a very, very long conversation. I'm not going to go through all the pratim. I'm just going to say one key maramakam, that from there, there's dozens of aspects to go through. And that is like this. There's a, already a chuvus rimigash, because basically you have to understand. Every point in time, every there was always a ton of information. Someone comes ahead and, and gathers it together, such as the tour. What was the tour doing? Up till the tourist point, there was a lot of information. He was making it user-friendly. After the tour, the next person does, and the next person does. That's what a lot of Hashavisvaram and Times were doing is they were taking the materials up till now. Avada, a lot of them mention and say their own plenty of their own stuff in the course of their safer, but part of it is to take material and make it all organized that you have um, a one-stop place, so to speak, to to look at the material. So the Rimagash, way earlier, this is what we're talking about before the Rambam, the Rebbe, the father of the Rambam, so he was asked such a question, which is like this. What happens if a person, he doesn't know the sugis. What does he know? He knows the true. mean, let's say he knows the kitsa aruch of that day, in the, the Rimagash's time. If there was a kitsa aruch type safer, and he wants to paskin, but he doesn't know the gemara. He doesn't know the sugis. He it could be he doesn't even know where the gemaras are, and he wants to paskin. Or you have a guy who's taka a very learned person, but that um um he's a lamdin, so to speak. But this lamdin does not have achra halacha. I mean, say he didn't learn. We're, had, had a paskin, so to speak. With Kitzer, the Rimagash, has this tshuva, where he says like this, people, a lot of people, and in this phenomenon that he's talking about, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, obviously is a problem that resurfaced dozens of times throughout history. There are people that they paskin, and they don't know anything about, they don't have havanas hapsak halacha, which requires tremendous ian from the Talmud. And it's better that they should rely on a Kitzer Shulchan Aruch type safer. Which is written by a chashiv a person, um, and and that's it. It's Misha Moir Metuus a guy in the Talmud who <Hebrew> Yoser Hagen who Meshubach may Oisesh a chashiv shu Yidah the Talmud v'sayimechal atzmoi. mean, say the guy that thinks, "Oh, I know how to learn Gemara," so that means i know how to be a P- paisik. That's not who you should rely on. You have to rely... It's better to... me say there's only two choices in this case that the Rima is talking about. Obviously, if you have a third choice, a person that knows how to learn and knows how to be machria and halacha, the Rima is not saying that it all stops from... They have to only pass like the Kitsa Shulchan of that period of time, so to speak. But The point that the, the Rima is making is that there is an akuda of relying on a likut sefer, even if you don't understand what this Likot Sefer says, but there's a certain Nakuda over here, and this, is, this comes up time and time again um, throughout history. So what, what the point over here is like this. If, let's say you have a person. He could read text. He could read the Beis Yosef. He doesn't know what to do, and he opens up his Beis Yosef. He's living out in some village. There's no rav to ask a Shaila. There was no telephones. There's no nothing. He opens up the thing, and it says straight up the Beis Yosef brings down a Sarajba he wants to rely on it, that's the way to go. Better then he should start thinking, oh, I learned the Gemara, so now I have a whole deal. Can like a hostical tiger? No, no, no. Says Rimagash, no, no, that's a dangerous person. Okay? Obviously a person that has smicha who learned through the sughis properly, the Gash is not referring to. Anyway, this becomes time and time again a taina in Piskin, from the Rishayim through the Achorayim. Just to mention one Maramakam. The Marsha in Saita says that many people pass him from Shulchan Arach, yodim if they don't know the Talmud. So basically, you have to know, you have to have proper Shemush, and their psak could be faulty. mean to say, the Marsha says that he goes different than this, the That Basically, it happens like this. The Avla could come in and someone could say, oh, I don't need rabbis, I don't need Paiskim. I have my Kitzar Shulchan Aruch of the day, whichever safer, whichever safer, period of time you're living, and I have that, I'm, uh, let's say we'll go with the Kolboi, I'm going to use the Kolboi, I don't need rabbis, says the, or, or when the Marshal is talking about already, this is when the, the, the Shulchan arach from Rabbi of Cairo is out there, I don't need to look at the Mugnavram, I don't need to look at the Taz, I don't need to look at anyone, I read the text, I could pass it. I don't need to go to a rabbi, that's the danger. That And that, even though, so the Riba Gash is saying, if I have a choice, uh, where, we, the, so let me say, there's a, I'm trying to say, is there, is a, there is a very big difference between the cases of the Riba Gash and the Marashah, but the point is, someone just to rely on without knowing the Sugyas, and all of a sudden taking a leak say let's say, without knowing the Sugyas, and start being Mechalic and making Tyrus, that's a terrible apple. Anyway, this became a hot topic. Throughout the generations, time and time again, and um, mapping it out is not for now. It's a, a different time, but the point is that we have that there's a there, there's um There is an important aspect to them, and on such as with the Beis Yosef and such as with the Knesset. But there's also a fear that ha- you have to be careful. Um, who's using the likutzvarim? Sometimes that could also get get in the way. That could also cause problems. Okay. So now, I said, the, after the Knessetag Daedalus, there are other Likutim Svarim, and we're not going to go into the whole history, but we're going to just stop at one, um, one, two more stops of, in, in the history of Likut Svarim. And that is, when you one opens up their Shulchan Aruch Let's say you're learning Mishnabrura. You see on the side is Berhetiv, who's one such liquid Sefer, who's actually two Likud farm. There are two Berhetivs that were somehow combined together. That's its own story. We're not going to discuss that, what the Berhetiv is trying to do. But there's one in Shulchan Aruch Arachayim known as the Shari Chuva. Who is the Shari Tshuva? So it's known as to be the author is Rebbe Chaim Margolis, the brother of Rabbi Chaim Zalm Margolis. Now, um, without getting into the whole discussion of the authorship of the Shayachuvah, because a large percentage of the Sefer was actually written by Refaim Zalman Margolis, who, as we've mentioned numerous times, is M'od Chaviv alive. Anyway, the point is that the brothers worked on it um, at one point, and Refrain Margolis dies at a certain point in time, so a large percentage is completely done by Refaim Zalman Margolis. This is a fact that's not so well known. But that's not important for us today. But the point is like this. What is the Shari Tshuva? So anyone opens up your Shari Tshuva, when you learn Shulchan Archaim, especially you're learning Bura. you see, it's very helpful. What is it? So basically, very simple. Again, the same idea with the Mishnah did just this happened much before the Mishnah Bruhah. There's a ton of literature, similar to what the Knesset Gdaila says. From less than 100 years from after the base of Yosef died, there was tons of Gdaile Island. They wrote are—how How is someone going to access it? How are you going to know if the, um, what the next generation is saying in Tyre? So says the Knesset Gdaile, he happened to have had a major library, and he gathers tons of information. Fast forward a bunch of years later, early 1800s, Robert Freyman Zalmogolus has this massive Svarim library of also including of that. He has rare Chuva for people in Galicia, in Eastern Europe, do not have mostly Svarim. There's a ton of information. Says Robert Freyman Zalmogolus, he wishes that someone would come along and put it together into a handy Likud, similar to the Knessagdaila type of idea. His brother Decides to do it. Rabbi Kenire, Rabbi Freyman Zalman, gave him a lot of the svarim because he didn't. There weren't two copies of this, of these materials floating around. They were very rare, from approximately a few hundred svarim of chuv, mostly tshuva svarim. And he, and and one reads a shari Chuva, You could see tons of tshuvas farm That today, yeah, you have Hebrew books. You have Yitzhak, But for, for years and years, they were not available, and people yeah. would handle different Shilas They would say the shari tshuva brings down a shiloh from this and this Achrin and I hold like this. But, and that was the starting point of many conversations in tshuvas farm and in Halachas Ram, including the Mishnah Bruvah. The Mishnah Bruvah was Macbid to publish the Mishnah Bruvah and leave the Shari Tshuva on the, on the page so that he didn't have to chop out and have to discuss even more stuff because the Shari Tshuva had a very important amount of information. I'm just going to throw out one Yiddiya. This is a, a Chiddush Nifla which could um, has its own story behind it, but how does the Chidah make it to the um, Ashkenazi world, so to speak? The answer is through the Shari Tshuva. What in the world am I talking about? Very simple. The Shari Tshuva beca- is published after it's published in the 1820s. It's published from then on always um, in Chelchan Aruch If you learn through Shari Chuva, you'll see one of the main Mar the Birke Yosef, had just come out. The Machzik Bracha had just come out. This is Sfar Di Gadol, including a lot of the other Tshuva Sfar that he brings us Sfar Di Gadol. The Ashkenazi world, the Beis Yosef didn't get to this far part of, of the world, even though he traveled and he was very famous even in his lifetime. But what happens is once it's on the page, Rabbi Zalman alma Go bringing it down. Keseder. this is a Kiddush that if you check into it, you'll see that it's, it's, it's beyond true, but the, the person who was aiming on this was the magnate of Vilna, Rabbi Chesko Fievel's son, who, who took him over, Rabbi Zev, Mi Vilna. he was the uh, extremely guy who was the Magnate of Vilna for many years, and he writes this in Askama somewhere, um, he points this out. But basically, Rabbi Faim but, and his brother, by the fact that they incorporated so many pesukim of the Beis Yosef, they made the, what today the Beis Yoy, the in the Ashkenazi world, so to speak, one of the most chashiva known names of Svardi Gedolei. Is the Chida for many reasons, but this is one of the nakudis behind it. Anyway, but the point is that the Shari chuvo was being Makatsar, tons of information that he had from his vast library. Okay? So, Rabbi Fraim Zalman in a beautiful um, Hagdama Barichos explains this. He also enumerates how there were other different Likutim Svarim from the times of the Rishayim, moving onwards. And Kaseider, Kasider, this was a thing that kept on happening, and um, this is what the, even the Ramal was doing on the base Yosef. There was information that the base Yosef didn't have, right? Anyway, but Kitzer, at one point he says, oh, interesting, Lashin over here, who has all these Svarim? Who has the Kayach, Niyachalayyyy, Chayfish, and Hanim, Tzakazah? Who's going to be able to search? You have to, it's, a, it's a to search through hundreds of Chuvah farm." The Kitzar, he always wanted to do it, and his brother starts the project. Then he says one other interesting thing that has major ramifications, just to throw it out there. The, the, this is a very big discussion, which is as follows. The Shari Chuva, and also the Knesset Akdaila earlier, is, They are being milacated from chuvas farm in general, was a rav was asked a shaila, and the rav said halach In this case, you should paskin like this. So there is a huge discussion bechlal and klali hayra, klali That is, is that when you have a Rav that wrote a tshuva sefer and halacha sefer. Lu saw the Mishnah Bruvah, had written a tshuva sefer. And there'll be a steer between his tshuva sefer and his halacha sefer. What do you do? And this is by certain svarim and certain g'daylim. So the answer is, Rabbi Farim Zalman says, tshuvas, are, um, he takes the side. The chuvas are more important. So he's obviously justifying the case of the shari tshuva. Okay, one last stop is the pische tshuva. The pische Chuva, when one learns yeredeya, but Ebenezer, you find incredible safer from again. What was he doing? He was going, as he says in his Akdamas, and he wrote, he collected from a few hundred Svarim. This was enumerated as a doctor written a few years ago from a fellow of Yitzchaki in Bar-Ilan University about the Pishrei Tshuva. He shows what the exact library the Pesche Tshuva was, and he collects hundreds of Tshuva Svarim, and he brings it onto the page. Now, so similar to what the Shari Tshuva does, that he's bringing tons of Tshuva Svarim, he does the same thing. So here we're going to go for just one or two minutes to explain a drop about the Pesche Tshuva, and that is as follows. What is the approach? How does one look at the Pisgah So if anyone familiar, when you learn Shulchan Aruch, you see the Pisgah brings down a bunch of for him. But like this. Reb Shloymi Yosef Zevin, who, yes, I'm very fond of quoting, he has the following, um, p, um, he says the following kukuda Could be some people might disagree with it, but I think um, Rib Zevin is definitely entitled to his opinion, and that is as follows. After the Piskei Tshuva, many years later, we came out another on Sefer in Yeridea, which is also a collection of tons of Tshuva's farm that's known as the Darki Tshuva from the Munkachar. What's the difference between the Piskei Tshuva and the Darki Tshuva? Says Reb Zevin, Kitzer Nimratz, he says, the Piskei Tshuva it does not say, oh, Ayin Shom, ain Shom, Ayin shom. this guy's Matir, this guy says it's also this is Machsheh, this is Pasal. What does he do? He was able to do, he, he took concise information, and he would, let's say there's a big tshuva, he'd say the Saifer Paskin's like this, because of this Gemara, and he would give you a tamtsis in two lines. And that two lines is Meir de I mean to say, there's, there's an art in Kitzar's farm. Certain Kitzar what they end up doing is they are just, they just like say, Aser and they can have you a long list of Chashiva people. But you don't know what the reasons behind Sedgadoy Lamar. The Pishechuva Tshuva is, is, it's a kunz, it's not pages and pages, but he has a um, an ability to take a tshuva, the night of Yehuda, and say, oh, there's the Gemara over here, and cut, it, cut and paste it into two lines, and give you a time to, so now I don't have the night of Yehuda, I'm a Lutvusha Rav that has ten svarim. what do I do? I open up my Piska Tshuva, I check it out, and there I have the night of Yehuda. And so says Rev Zevin, this is the difference between the Pishechuvas and the Dakachu. Dakachu is much more in collecting a massive amount of material. I actually spoke a little bit in a different episode, in a different podcast of mine, about the Dakachuvas library and the Minchas library, but, but the, they had a massive, incredible library. But the point over here is the Pishechuva sometimes less is better. I mean, to say he didn't have those thousands as far as Dakachuva, he had a few hundred, which is also kind of fine, which is similar to what Rebbe Ephraim Zama was working with in his Shari tshuva. Now, what's the. Not, now, in this doctorate, this fellow brings down diff, the approach, a different dilem about using the Pesche one interesting thing that he does not bring down the the great Godel the the the, um, the Dov or Dave Beresh Weinfeld one of the great Kedoy after World War II in Eretz Yisrael so he says, when he's talking about the Pesche he says as follows that from all the lekos from that are out there, piskei tshuva beyayer deyeh ain't kamaisay. What does he say? This nukuda shehitik asat tshuvas betzura the vekaylas beyaiser. He managed to do it. Shekitzer vehitik pe'ofen shalayniach makam l'tais bedvarav. He was very careful how he was doing it, and he only and he brought down the nukudas that the gei and um and very very useful when one learns halacha lemaisa. This is what the Chabiner rav said in regard to the Pisghi Tshuva. Anyone else talk about the Pisghi Tshuva? Yes, obviously many other people, but we're just going to keep it very short over here. The Chazanish. Let me see if I can find the paper that I printed out. As usual, it always gets lost over here. And yes, it did. Wow. Oh, here it is. What's the Chazanish Shita about the about the safer piskei tshuvas? So Ruchany Kanievsky says he was once talking to the Chazanish about, it, and he says, Amra Abenu Shapiskei Tshuva Hu paisik Acher En Shal And then he says, "He this is what he told Ruchany Kanievsky. Apiskei Tshuva mayvi misifer achoreinim einze shehitik stam. He doesn't just cut and paste. El beer kol and and he basically the rias and the lashonis that he brings down that's enough to paskin, and a and very very important so basically what he's saying is is that the piskechu the sefer slash piskechuva is in the world of a likut farm out there extremely extremely hashuf so much so he says you place a guy on challosh doesn't say that lightly. okay so so here we see already um some later um the piskechuva what in the base medrash, so to speak of the Chazanish, how important such a, such a type of liquid sefer is for, um, for them. Okay, so now to conclude with this Nakuda, and then we'll just have one last Nakuda over here. It's like this. So far, what I, what I'm, what I basically tried to lead up to in a very bekitsr the manner, yes, it's not like me, but yes, once in a while we have to have Rahmanus on the audience, and that is that Kitsr Svaram throughout the ages, there were some very important key Kitsr Svaram. That or uh, Likutim Svaram not Likutim just to bring down the Psaka, Mutter Aser Likut that knew to bring down the Tamsis which is found in such a, the of Daila a lot of times in the Shari Chuva and in the Pische Chuva. and these three Svaram, they're really going after the Beisayas, so if the Beisayas does it on a much greater level obviously, because um, he's not only doing Tshuva Svaram, he's also doing uh, Rishayinim and Gainim, whatever he had Rambam, whatever, okay, but anyway the point is Sefer Likutum were very important, and when you get by the time to our gen- to our generation, but after World War II, Marshall Debertziner, not the Debertziner, the Chabinerov and the Chazanish are both crazy into the Piskei Tshuva, and that is what I'm trying to say with Ruchankin Askel. So a Likut safer of the, of a major proportion of. of copying the Mishnah Bruhah, which is a, his um, um, dogma, so to speak, was very important for him when he was creating his Likut Sefer, but he was doing something else. He wasn't just a Likut Sefer of collecting chuvas and saying the is similar to the Pisgah He was going like the Mishnah Bruhah, which the Mishnah Bruhah created a second parish, which was the Bir HaLacha, where he's Mephalpon, the Sugiyas, going Amkas into the Rishonim, whereas the Mishnah Bruhah, he spoke out, the Mishnah Bruhah did not want to just bring down every single Maramakam that he had. What did he do? He brought down a lot of the Torah he had, but not all. As he told his son, not everything needs to be printed. By Rechaim Kanievsky, every single Sugi in the Rambam is done from beginning, from Aleph Biz and going through the Rishayim, the Gainim of Relatives, the Rishalmi's, the Bavli's, and Zerom. It could be Rechaim Kanevsky felt, and in Ar-Khain, there's other materials. So that's why the Chafet Chaim didn't put in everything. He doesn't need to put in every single kleich of his. Whereas in Zerom, the amount of new information that was just discovered, it's Kedai, and that's why Rechaim Kanievsky published it. Okay, now, to one last prat, and this will conclude with today, is as follows. Publishing all this, as I said, and this is what comes out, part of what's going on, is it requires a tremendous chippus of svarim to look through research, research to look through, ma- have a massive collection, so to speak, and different gadaylim try to make it easier for Klal Yisrael. Star. The Beis Yasef, that was his goal, the Trestak Gadaylim was his goal, and all these, and the river spells it out also. Who has kayak to go? B, search from all different svarim. So now the question is, is searching a chalik, and this is what I would like to conclude with, is chipos svarim, searching in svarim, a chalik of yegiyah in svarim? Is this even a chalik in I mean, say, I have opportunity, I could just rely on a Piskechuva, I could have my knesset, I'll sit in my, in my, uh, at my table, I'll have my gemara, I'll have my, maybe my kavit mafarshim, I'll have my knesset daila, my shari Chuva, my mishnah bura, and that's it. Shalom al yisrael. Do I have to? Is there any Indian to be, to look further in the newer, um, whatever svarim of the day, legal svarim of the day? Is there even any Indian behind doing it? But before we even get to that, is it a mm-hmm. cheluk of vigia b'taira to go research? Let's say I want to go see if there's more materials than the knesset daila, shari Chuva, and all these people. Okay, that's the question. So just to mention briefly, Azoi, there's a leket yasher we've quoted it and discussed it in the past. This is a Talmud writing down about the Truma Um, Interesting things. So he has a piece in Yerodea, and this was actually brought up, I believe, a bunch of years ago, there was a whole discussion about using Gemara, if it's good for the Jews or bad for the Jews, because it takes away some level of gear. It's spoon-feeding it for you, so to speak. So the same thing, some might say, if, it, if the Shari Tshuva or the chuva they they're spoon feeding to you all these Tshuva Tshuva, maybe I should go do the research myself. It's, it's a chasar it's a in my ideas. The kids are in this piece quoted from by, in the Leket Yosher. Um, basically, there were boys at that period of time. They used to have these rich boys. They had a table and they didn't have to get up. They would move around um, the Tshuva to bring for them. So let's say they needed a safer. They just had to. Ro- they had like some type of rotation on the table, and they didn't need to go get up, so to speak. Wherever the gemara was, they the table would spin around, and they would have the gemara on the other side. As opposed to other people, which had they they didn't they didn't have such a sophisticated desk, so to speak, and they had to go get up, go to the storm shank, so to speak, and get it. And he and he was uh, sort of upset about it. So we're. T- um, Now, what what in the world are we talking about? This is before the printing age. What's going on? So without going into Barichos, but basically if one wants to see, there's a book from a Yid, not a Yid, a a book called from Henry Petrosky, the book on the bookshelf. So he deals with in the Middle Ages, how did the bookshelf come into existence and that we have today? You have a bookshelf and bookcases. It didn't just happen all of a sudden one night that there's such a thing. So, in the Middle Ages, they used to have manuscripts. In the time, like I just had manuscripts. So, there was such a thing, it was a rotating table. You needed to have room to have different manuscripts. So, rich people, what they had on their table, they had an iPhone that they could have a few texts open at the same time. You say, let's say someone learns a mirror yeshiva. You have a stender, you have a Gemara. You barely have room to learn it with another safer. So, if you're going to have to go get up and climb out from your table, your, I mean, not your table, your stender, and knock down 10 people and 10 Gemaras, you're not necessarily going to go run every time you need to look up a Rishon. So, you do is this is how the kites of farsham was invented for people sitting in places like the mere yeshiva you don't you can't just constantly get up even to look up a gemara so these rich people in the times of the true and these rich boys they didn't have to get up they had a, a rotating table okay anyway so some people said i even heard once on certain uh someone said it's a certain rich achron In the time of the printing press, he already had a table, and that's why he didn't become famous, because he lacked this yagia of getting up to look for the svaram. So we're seeing there's some type of nakuda of getting up. Okay. Interesting, and I'm just going to say three, four marmakaymas about this, and this is how we'll conclude. Number one, the Eim HaBanim Sameicha, he had a son who died young, who ended up, even though he's Hungarian, he ends up in Slobodka. Obviously, that's an interesting story in its own right. And he writes letters to his father uh, and he visited different people and he describes visiting the great Ramanacham Zemba. And Agav, he says, he has on his table a Shas, Pavli, Ushami, Safra, Medjish Rambam. And when he's writing, he doesn't have to get up to the Svarmshank Shank to look for a Rambam. He has it all right in front of him. He's saying this Derek Agav. So you see, even though he took a hat in his Svarmshanks. Shanks, crazy amount of sperm, but he had it easy for him so he didn't, he lacked this, he didn't care for this nakuda of having to get up um, um, every time out of his seat. Okay, obviously this is a gather, right? Uh, what does it mean? Okay, now, in the Oitzim of Farshiyah Talmud, which is a, the green monsters in my day was called, from Mechon Yerushalayim, so they have a, in a few of the volumes, of different psychos published a few times, it's the same one from Rav Hutner, Hutner brings down from the Chazanish Searching for stuff, and you say that that's not what it's about. But they think, oh, I did my research. I look up ten Rambams or ten Shuvas for him. That's called research. That's a okay. um, the Okay. Just to mention, I'm to say, okay. The marmakamis is like this. Uh, there's a fa- one time I was talking to this very chashev I've quoted him in the past. Rabbi Yosel Vart and it came up something he said. Um, he asked me if I saw a certain thing. It was basically it was in the back of Shas Vilna. In the back of Shas Vilna, there's all these different achrayim. So he he said, "Oh, you saw that Reb Leizer Harowitz." What he says and then this in the sugya he says, "When I found it, before there was what's called the Haggai's v'chedushim." What was he referring to? Very simple. Today, today most people don't even know that. When today, when you buy most the shas has the there in the back, they're all Masudur neatly, so you just turn to the back after you learn the Marsha, you want to see if the rashash or all these Achreinim talk about something, so someone put them all up to the to Adaf but it used to be, when I was younger, I'm not that old but it used to be, and the Shash had this, you would have to turn you, you, it was hit or miss, you wanted to know if Rebekah of said something, you had to turn the two pages of Rebekah sometimes you would miss it and there was a, and shahar was his and and the different, so there was so someone came up with a Einfal and put the 30 achreinim that are in the back all the little pieces i'll saving a lot of time okay so so rabiaso was just telling me ah i found it already you know like someone tells you which i say to people ah you found it without you search i found it by looking at the book okay fine interestingly enough um we is Meltzer. there was a once a, a, it seems there was different versions of the story but in short the story goes like this that um we have the Shas Vilna. So Shas Vilna did a bunch of things, and one of the things was they put all these Achrayim in the back. So they, they said, whoever comes up with a mistake on Shas Vilna is going to get up a surprise. They said such a thing. So, because they were trying to encourage people to find mistakes, to fix it, to fix up the additions. So it seems your Mrs. Al-Meltzer had a tiny, you said that, the fact that you make me having to turn so many pages to find all that in 20 different times, and you should have come up with a Hagayi Svechidushim type of thing, that was a thing that should have been fixed. That's what Al Meltzer held on Shas Vilna. Well, my son, our day, it was fixed. If you have most of your Shasas, ready. I'm not sure who did it first. Vakshal did it first, or Talmud did it, and then Aizvahada did it, but today, you don't have this thing. So someone might say, what do you mean, Yagiyah? You have to look, Khiposvarim. So, hayst khayst is there's obviously some type of Akuda in the as aspar. Now, we Kutler, Cutler they quote a the famous Baron Cutler based on the Gemara submission and Baron, aval de Capis, where there is a certain aspect that when you something comes with then it has an effect on the yugia that you you remember sometimes if you had to spend like you had, you had to you, someone, someone tells you a moir de kamar that you had to actually slept to go find it, it, it. Sometimes it has an effect on you, and you remember it for a much longer time than if you would have just been spoon fed it. But that doesn't necessarily. But obviously, there's. I'm not coming over here to try to give the gedarm this nakuda, but relating to Reb Chaim Knievsky, um, we'll just say like this: Reb Chaim Knievsky was very thankful for the Rambam Frankel. Why? Because he says he said it saved me a lot of research. I didn't have to research so many times for him because I always wanted to know if Achrayim asked a certain question. I would open up my Frankel Rambam, and there it was. So we see, even for Khan Kanievsky, there's this nakuda. I, it's good enough to know. Someone asked him about the mecholam amarum Pazgamum, that we've said in the past. People say. Um, um, there's a whole story to we mentioned, and the different thing about it that this is what they used to test them at, on, on Friday nights because they had no candle, they had no electricity. And B'nai his kids would test them on Maram which is they would ask him all these different chazals where they are. So someone asked him, Is it good, safer? It creates Atlas. Says Rukhank Klevsky, Chas v'shalem. who can remember everything? It helps, it saves you time. So even Rukhank the, the a person who definitely understood these things, he held, it. yeah, there are certain benefits for it. On the other hand, when one learns halachal ma'isa, you have to be very careful, and this we're going to discuss, Mir in the next episode is, you have to be very careful what it is that you're relying on. You have to know who the mechaber of the said likud is. The Beis Yaisif, we know. The Knessach we know. We know the Shari Tshuva. We know the Pische Tshuva. So we know these were giants. We have the Chazanish and the should be a rub, What they're saying about the, the so it's a whole different story. But now, today, there are Likutz Farm come out every week, dozens on topics and everything, and you have to know. There could be there are chash of Farm and that. Okay, but we'll we'll fine tune it in the midst of the next episode, and we'll be able to get closer to concluding with understanding more in what's going on in the Derech Muna of Kanievsky in the world of Likutz Farm, and then to just close with understanding more about the chazanish I come for today. We're trying to keep it a little shorter than um some of the
0: other episodes. Okay, wonderful. Wow. Amazing background. Alikutsvarim. Should a person get up to Harav and get the Svarim? Very important question. Very important topic. Especially today with computers, where right? Everything's online. You even have to- <laughs> Obviously,
1: I'm talking for people. I sit in a room that has svarima still. Many people, they just sit, they press a button and they have between, I'm saying every person knows, yeah, I did a safari search. I got this. So now it's a Hokma search this and a Hebrew book search this and a Bari Lund- And then like, they don't even know what a book looks like anymore. And that that's very disturbing to me, but that's not for now. But yes, we're we're. Um... Would you
0: like to pull out something called a book or a safer and show? Yeah,
1: uh, uh, yes. So let's talk about a book, okay? And this book is like this. I meant to talk about it already in the past, but basically, there's a yid which we hope to bring on to this series of episodes. We mentioned we're going to bring him on. We quoted him already a bunch of times. His name is Rabbi Uri Tiger. If one wants to go get, uh, there's a, even an article interview with him in the um, one of the newspapers this week. maybe the Inyan, I think it is, has a whole interview with him, um, a very nice interview about his relationship with Rukhaim Knievsky. So who's this Raburi Tiger? After Rukhaim already when Rukhaim Knievsky was alive, but more when he was Nifter, tons of videos appeared on the internet of him talking with Rukhaim Knievsky about different things. He was able to have a 20-year relationship with him as his proofreader. Um, he read the Svarim of Ruchayn very carefully. He had tons of artists, and he developed an extremely, extremely close relationship with Ruchayn Knievsky. And one could see something like 70 videos are out there, short clips, very beautiful clips of Ruchayn Knievsky in a whole different light. Anyway, he's a Machaber Svarim, a tremendous tamal He's come to America in recent um, past few years, a few times. Anyway, one of his most recent Svarim he, in the in the summertime, I believe it was, he made a bar mitzvah. He tried, whenever he makes a simcha, he tries to put out a sefer. It's called P'sach Libi. What's well, P'sach Libi. So it basically, is the Rambam is famous that when he's Masayim a safer, he has a Musarvart, and so um, so Rambam has a Chazaka a few times, right? to X amount of volumes. So he is, he said, he sometimes has like a not your typical Rambam. So let's say if we're gonna talk about we just finished Chanukah, and this is towards the this is the end of Zmanim. Haya lufanam ne'er Chanukah. I ne'er yom. Ne'er kaidim. Why? misham shalom beisai. Then he says, says the Shanema, Then he says, so it's like a most of the, Kavar, the Rambam has in, throughout Yad Chazaka a few such places. So what this Yid decided to do is, each one of these things he mamash he, he has pages on each one of the Rambam's. What's the chiddush in the Rambam? What's the Rambam doing? We say like the Rambam is sort of like at the end of his. Khiber, each time he gave up some Muservar, so he goes ba'amkos with the Rishayim in a Mishnah Brura-type style, which he got from his Rebbe, Rebchan Kanievsky, which is one side a Bir Alacha-type Sefer, on the other side a Kitzer of the a Likud, of what we're talking about type of thing, and in the bottom he has a Shari Tzian, and he's done this already already with multiple svaram. he's done milchus Tshuva like this, he's done a, a, a thing that I've quoted numerous times called Darka and he, he has a few others. And this is a beautiful safer that just came out. It's available for purchase in America. It's less it's 170 pages where he goes through all these Rambams with tons of information. And one could it's very it's a very, very enjoyable um safer to go through. Um, and um, highly recommend it. And Amir um, we hope to have Rabbi Uri Tigger on one of the episodes in the near future with us to discuss about Rukhain Knievsky, who is devoted a lot of, he knew him very well, and we've spent a lot of time discussing him.
0: Looking forward to having your movie to Iran. I actually had the to meet him more than once. At Mamish, a tzaddik of a year, a Masme is such a fine person, and he has a fascinating backstory, which he's told. So some
1: of it is in this, in, it's, some of it's even in this article in the, in the EUN, whatever it's called, that newspaper.
0: Very good. Okay. Thank you very much. Looking forward to the next episode.